A Tiny Revolution features adults having adult conversations, so adult language is probably going to be present, just so you know. Hey friends, you're listening to A Tiny Revolution, a podcast about ordinary people living revolutionary lives. I'm Kevin Garcia, and I'm so glad you're back. We're creeping up on our 100th episode, which is going to be live at the Wild Goose Festival. So if you haven't purchased your tickets, you can go to wildgoosefestival.org, get them. I'm going to be there. Uh, Science Mike is going to be my guest. And you're going to be able to see Matthias and the Reverend Sarah Heath and every other beloved creature under the sun there. So if you haven't got your tickets, go ahead and take that upon yourself to complete as your task today. You're welcome for that reminder. Um, also, next week in LA, I'm going to be at an event called Gloriously Queer. I'm emceeing and speaking on a panel. So please, 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 if you're in the LA area, go to anythingbutblackandwhite.com or just go to Gloriously Queer on Instagram to get all the information. It's a $100 ticket. And if you want to come and like, finances are hard for you, like shoot me a DM and I want to see, I'll see about seeing if I can find you some money because I already found somebody else a ticket and you deserve to be there as well. So go ahead and check all that sheet out. Uh, I'm really excited about today's guest. It's one of my internet friends who became like, you know, a real life friend. And um, what well, actually, now that I think about it, I'm not quite sure if we've met in real life. I'm pretty sure we've met in real life. 99% sure. Now I'm trying to think back. Antonia, let me know um, if I met you in real life. Anyways, Antonia Terrazas. Um, and if I mispronounce that, um, you can tell me later. I'm so sorry. Uh, Antonia is a chaplain, sometimes writer. She is the creator of Holy Blacked Out, which is a blackout poetry um, Instagram account that you all should be following. It's at Holy Blacked Out. She's bi, she's fat, she's queer as fuck, and she is lipstick liturgy and liberation theology all wrapped up in one beautiful body. Um, in this podcast, we talk about body, we talk about shame, we talk about identifying as a fat person. Um, and talk about like how I think I'm bisexual and how labels are weird like that. So um, I think you guys are in for a really good time. So go ahead and tune your ears and tune in and enjoy this conversation with my friend Antonia Terrazas. Hey, oh my goodness. Hello. That's great. What a delight. Truly. How's it going? <laughs> How's everything? Um, it's good. I'm a little tired today. I worked a long, long bakery shift. Mm. Um, thrilling. Um, but, and it's like a little dreary outside, but I've like got my coffee. And I'm like nice and cozy now, so everything's cool. I'm very grateful for this. Yes. I need to turn off my notifications. <laughs> there we go. Real. I have so many things buzzing in my ear. Um, like, oh, I can't like check my phone twenty-seven times. It's, it's you, I know, real, right? Um, right. Well, thanks for uh, thanks for being on. I'm excited. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, we know each other from the Twitterverse. That is true. And I know your partner, I believe. Correct. Anna. And you are a graduated seminary, right? You were That's a chaplain? Right. I am. I like sort of call myself a freelance chaplain right now. It's freelance a weird... chaplain. <laughs> it's a weird time. <laughs> yeah, I get that for sure. 
Yeah. I started calling myself a digital pastor. I'm just like, oh, that's weird. But okay. <laughs> Whatever. You know what? Listen, it's yeah. who. <laughs> yeah. Um. So if you were like at a party and mm-hmm. someone came up to you and said, "Oh my gosh, you look so interesting. Like, what's like, what's your deal? <laughs> what would you say to them if they weren't like, if they weren't annoying? They were like, just like, they're like, who are you? Oh my god! First of all, I'd be like so happy because I'm a four, and I just like want people to think I'm interesting. So <laughs> obviously, I would just be thrilled. Um, yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess I would probably just talk about like some of the strange intersections that you know that like are my life, um, which mm-hmm. is you know like I am doing the chaplain thing like I'm in ministry but also kind of doing my own thing in the middle of that um I'm queer I am um well I guess I've used both the words queer and and bisexual pretty like interchangeably um I'm like you know a creative a writer a uh ex-fundamentalist Pentecostal turned Episcopalian. Um, yeah. You know, that casual little intersection there. <laughs> just just casual. Um, I'm fat. I've been uh, like fat my whole life and I kind of include that as part of my identity. Um, and so like all, I feel like there are just like all these different pieces of my life that kind of like flow in and out of each other. Um but it, it is interesting, like, literally, when I meet people at the parties, they're like, like, depending on what the party is, right? They're like, wait, you're a chaplain? Or, wait, you're, like, not straight? Or, you know, whatever it might do be. Do you so. ever get the one where, like, they find out you're a chaplain, and they're like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And you're like, oh, my like, God, all the time. Stop, or they stop cussing in front of you. Or, yes. Like, all the time. Well, and that happens when I'm, like, at the hospital, too, where they'll be like, oh, she's a chaplain. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, bitch, you are the wrong person. <laughs> Apologizing to the wrong person right now. Um, <laughs> so I like subverting, like, people's expectations along those lines. Um, yeah. And it is it is definitely an interesting kind of path to walk. But I like, I like all of those funky, like, little intersections and stuff. So it keeps things interesting, right? Yeah, I'd say but, so. Yeah. Um, can we talk specifically about uh, identifying as a fat person? Because yeah. I know that for so many humans in the world, it mm-hmm. like gives Western standards of beauty because uh, we don't understand that all bodies are weird and different. And like, we don't all, we can't all develop the same way just because it's just mm-hmm. our genetic makeup. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you, how did you start becoming okay with like, just like calling yourself fat? Hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's like a long, what a long story. Um, I mean, you can like zoom in, zoom out. Yeah. You, know, you can do whatever you want with that question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, I mean, so like I grew up, like I started Weight Watchers at the point where like I had to have a doctor's note because I was a child. So mm. like very early which like that's a whole thing to unpack um but but, like what the fuck anyways um so like very long history of like trying to make my body smaller right um trying and failing um and i mean i think 
you know, I think that there were early signs of discomfort with that idea, um, like early on, but you know, like health is a thing that we should all be striving for. And obviously health means that your body should look a certain way, even right. though spoiler super, not true. Um, very not true. Uh, mm. and, um, I think with a, one of my first big kind of breaking points was like after college and I had just been through that cycle, like so many times of like, you know, starting a diet and quitting it and all of this different stuff. And I was finally, just, and you know, a lot of it, I mean, it all bleeds together with the queer stuff and like, Oh yeah. Purity, purity culture stuff. And like all of the shit, like that is all interconnected. It's all one big, like bundle of shitty shit. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, I mean like one intersection with the, with like, you know, evangelicalism and purity culture is that like mm-hmm. in the, the churches that I was a part of, um, they're, you know, like people, I mean, you know, age old story of like the pastor getting up and being like, we waited and like, you know, I was so greatly rewarded Ew. because of that. And like, and like, see, I have a smoking hot wife and like she smoking gets up hot. and waves. Yeah. And is like, you know, uh, and it's like always thin and beautiful and, you know, and they have two thing. books and four kids and their right. Instagram is perfect. And like, they've never had a zit in their life. Correct. Correct. Mm-hmm. Correct. Um, but the way I internalize that as like someone whose body, like, you know, was pretty different from like the smoking hot wife that was always paraded around was like, Oh, like I, you know, like I better, become someone who's worth waiting for which is like so fucked up right like i bet like i better be someone's like purity culture wet dream right which is anyways that's there's a whole lot to like take to therapy on that one you literally Um, like that hit me between the third and fourth rib and twisted (laughs) oh that was that hit me hard dude (laughs) yeah so i mean so it was all tied up like there was this you know it was all tied up together right of Mm -hmm. like um wanting to be like worthy in that way and like there was also a lot of talk in my churches around like excellence um and what it means to be like excellent and faithful and um interesting interesting i mean i was in like i was in like a charismatic megachurch world in dallas um Mm -hmm. very image driven very like multi-million dollar like um you know facilities stuff like that um and so you know like my body and my the bodies of like my family members like didn't conform to that and so like always feeling Mm. kind of out of place and so like um one of the big kind of moments after college was really had to do with like thinking about I mean it's just so funny how yeah, I would probably change my thinking about it. But when I was thinking about like my hopes for like a partner or like love or desire or whatever, I was like, you know what? Like, what's the point of like changing my body to be like lovable or desirable when like that could change real quick. Like I want somebody to, you know, love, Mm -hmm. want and desire me for me. And so I think Mm -hmm. that was a big, that was a big change. Um, which there's a part of me that feels a little embarrassed that like so much of my that shift has to do with like 
thinking about desirability but like it's all you know listen Mm -hmm. that's what we're all here for right yeah absolutely (laughs) um but there you know there's it's complicated it's you know yeah like problematic thinking in there yeah but so that was a big one um and then like hmm then so wait that was like right after college um you know, another another big shift was um, at a point when it was like my first year after seminary. Um, at a point when just I mean, so many things had changed that past year. Like my mental health had gone through a thing. I was like battling with my ideas about like queer shit because I came into seminary like not affirming. Um, which like probably not very many people know (laughs) um I was you know I was very welcome to tell all right yeah (laughs) listen here's the hot tea um but uh that's its own I mean it's a very very much connected but you know its own story but um right but like actually as this so the summer after my um first year I was had an internship in the mountains of North Carolina which was like just Ooh. gorgeous and amazing and dreamy mm-hmm. um and I like actually had a lot of free time I had kind of a cush internship and so I like I went to yoga a lot mm-hmm. um I just I felt like I and I was in this beautiful place and I felt very just like integrated and connected like kind of body mind and spirit during that time I had a lot of time to myself a lot of time to process like my feelings about sexuality in general mm-hmm. um just like what I thought about it like regardless of myself and I connected to my body then mm-hmm. um and I don't know I just it was sort of a not really a decision but I just kind of decided to um to stop fighting my body and yeah um and like and it kind of dovetailed into figuring out my queer shit too because Mm. like you know like I I realized this actually kind of recently that like it was around that same time because before that I was pretty sure I was straight like or you know um I just I mean and and being bi and whatever like that's its whole thing its own thing but um I think like once I started like I when I stopped trying to shrink my body I was like mm-hmm. able to listen to my own desires more yeah like, was more like yeah I was able to listen about, it was it wouldn't so much be about like what they wanted but like what do you want how do you want to feel within your own body mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so I don't know it just um yeah it kind of all kind of all went came together and I was just like feeling good in my body and like you know um mm-hmm. knowing what felt, what felt good to me yeah. yeah I resonate so deeply with the connection between like yoga and getting to know the body and like mm-hmm. getting to know desire through that I think mm-hmm. um I started really started back in on my yoga practice um close to a year ago yeah and I was able to start releasing a lot of sadness that I'd be carrying a lot of grief. And like, it was right around the time when my dad was sick and dying and mm-hmm. 
it became the place to just allow me to access all of my uh, emotions that my body stores up because mm-hmm. I don't feel my emotions all the time. Mm. Um, yeah. So it was, it was really like, and they also like, it got me so much more comfortable with like being in my body and saying what I actually wanted and needed and like what mm-hmm. I could be into beyond like mm-hmm. what I th- thought I was into before. Yeah. That makes it's really, sense. Um, yeah. It's, it's so interesting that just like it, I think there's something about move, moving and sweating and just like letting your body, like pushing your body to its own limit and not like yeah. measuring it against another person's that really just kind of. It like unlock, know. it like unlocks something, I think. Mm-hmm. And just like, yeah, kind of releases, releases things to, I don't know, do what they want to do in your own self. Yeah. Um, yeah. Add, I love, I'm a big yoga fan. It's my, it is my favorite thing. And I think that's also like, there's within queer folks, we have this really good or not really good skill. It's just like, it's a poorly learned coping mechanism of just like being disembodied and not Mm -hmm. allowing it all to connect and integrate. Like, I don't think like it, Mm -hmm. I mean, like we're always like trying to integrate towards our better self, whatever that means. Yeah. But I think queer people in general, especially, I think because like, I mean, you and me both experience like coming out later in life mm-hmm. um, than like teen our teen counterparts are doing. Yeah, I've been doing. Oh my god, I know teens. Like what? Like I'm just blown away by them all the time. <laughs> I'm wild. Like, I'm just like you can discuss like the the construct of gender better than I can. And oh yeah. Like, it, <laughs> because like to them it's like second nature. Just like oh yeah, like they, everybody's they them now. Like what are you thinking? Right, 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 right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I, I so, I mean, obviously, like, some of that's the internet and stuff, right? And, like, having access. But I'm just, like, I'm just blown away by, by folks who are coming after us. Um, it's really exciting. Yeah. They're going to wipe the floor. I know. I hope so. I really do. I then think I can go do, do something that. else. Great. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I can, uh, I'll start my travel, my travel blog. But I've always wanted to. Oh my gosh! Yes, please. I would love. I would love for that to happen. Just a really funny, funny thing. So you, we also the other thing we have in common is like coming from those like charismatic backgrounds. Yes. And um, one thing I always wonder about is like being from charismatic backgrounds. We saw signs and wonders and mm. speaking in tongues and like. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was true for you, but for me, like. I had some moments like, you know, in worship, it felt really powerful and I felt mm-hmm. emotionally overcome. And like, I was fairly convinced that like, I was hearing the voice of God calling mm-hmm. me out of the closet was like where I mm. got those. Oh shit. Yes. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. I can connect and, to that. And now I'm sitting on the other side of that. I'm just like, oh my God, what, wait, was, what was that? Yeah. What, what, what did I really experience there? Because mm-hmm. I'm just not sure. So I don't well, know. Like, what do you make of those yeah. experiences? like that like in hindsight of like okay like I know something happened I just don't know what it was yeah I don't know there are a few I mean I think you have to like sift for the gold right like I think there's a lot of bullshit like I like I know there's a lot of bullshit um but I there's there are certain moments that I can't explain and like I don't know Mm -hmm. if I want to try you know um, and I think the spirit, like, 
uses like many different ways to speak to us. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I mean, but you know, like I've, I also had this experience. Um, so like my high school made a pilgrimage to the international house of prayer in Kansas city. Are you familiar? Oh, absolutely. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, like, I mean, just a good example is like that weekend was like, the highest and the lowest kind of a thing like I was in you know the prayer room and whatever and I and I really did have this like experience of just like total and complete love Mm. and like worthiness and you know just being beloved um that I like don't know where else that could have come from and then um on the other side of things we're in we had this like session with this like eight-year-old prophetic like prophet kid who was like teaching people how to pray pray in tongues it was some weird shit Um, wow (laughs) wow 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 that's so interesting (laughs) yeah so we're like sitting in the i mean you know we had had a few different sessions and like and i swear that like a presence like rolled up next to me and was like this ain't it you know like no. i you know, which is crazy because like i feel like that was the holy spirit it's like what the fuck were these guys doing you know what i mean yes like yes yeah so like i mean i mean and i felt i can really connect with that sense of feeling convicted or called out of the closet mm. um that was actually um my when I went to the, what was then called the Gay Christian Network Conference, which I think you were at, by the way. And I think I remember um, in a 20, shit, 2016, were you there? That was my very first conference. Oh my God. I think you were I was there. I was, and I was like, what is she no, about? I, What's happening? <laughs> no, I was. I was literally, because I had just come out like on the internet. Uh, oh, wow. In, uh, like four months earlier in September. And oh, then no I was way. like. Oh yeah, I was jet setting. Yep. <laughs> you, yeah, I I feel like I could get, I got that sense of time. I was like, what is up with that? What is up with this person? What are they about? And I, will, I loved it. And I, and I will say, like, I was like, I had probably had like, I didn't work that year. I didn't do any mm-hmm. like that was my first year. I didn't know anything. Didn't know anybody. And mm-hmm. I just literally like was like head over heels for every single boy mm. that would talk to me. And Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um, me and a guy from there actually like had like this little romantic thing for a while. Stop. Oh, we classic. Sent each other, we sent each other love letters. I'm not even shitting. Oh my God. So cute. So gay. Yeah. That's, so the, gay. that's the culture. That's us. Right. Like, well, that's, we're just know. like, literally I wanted to pursue his ass. I was oh, like, yes, you did. Per- listen, you know. Just want to be pursued. Listen, like every young woman's battle or dream. Or what is it? Was every young man's battle? And what? No, it's every young. I, I hope it was every young woman's dream. No, I think you're like that's really like some wild at heart shit, and like oh, cap- captivating, yeah. which I have yeah. on my shelf if we need to reference, you know. But yeah, like <laughs> like a beauty to be pursued or whatever. So you oh, know. and he's so beautiful even to this day. Like the man hasn't aged. Mm. Um, wow. So. That was so funny as though. So like, I gave my sex talk at uh, QCF now. <sighs> queer, queer, oh my god! Um, what an art, Kevin. That's I love that. Let me tell you what. We go from like trying to fall, get booed up 
Yeah. And then the, standing on a stage and literally saying, I would have sex with most of my friends to a crowd of <laughs> 300 people. Oh my God. And uh, which so, is also was, also gay culture. So cool. Yeah, absolutely. Oh I was talking goodness. to them just like, I said, how many of y'all are afraid to talk about sex with like your family or people? It's like, cause you're afraid that like you've, you're becoming everything your mother warned you about. Oh my God. I literally, and then some. Yeah. Like, it's like, oh. you know, being, I, I now, I, I call myself theoretically non-monogamous because mm. I've never practiced it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I would like to practice, you know, slide into my DM somebody. Mm-hmm. You heard um, it again. Here we go. You heard it. And then, um, oh my God, I, I lost what my train of thought. Fuck. Uh, something about being... Oh, it's like, so, you know, like being like, you know, having sex with multiple partners yeah. and, you know, reading tarot cards. Like, I'm literally like... On the highway to hell. <laughs> that's that's like, what they said I'd be. Yes, that's my pinned tweet right now of on my own profile <laughs> is like that feeling when you're everything that your youth pastor warned you about, oh um, which is oh, so satisfying. <laughs> it, in some ways, yeah, it's so like um, it's scary still, too. I mean, don't get me wrong; like it is scary. Yeah, once you get past like the fear of like literal hell, it's like oh, okay. Yeah, everything's fine. Um, I, you know, you know what's crazy though is that like, um, so like, yeah, yeah, yeah. hell's a place that totally definitely exists. Um, <laughs> LOL. Um, but like, there's so much like sort of prosperity gospel shit that's like tied mm. up in. I mean, at least it was for me. And I'm, I wonder for about for you. Um, that was like, how can I say this? That was like if you're living in God's like will mm. and faithfulness yes. and whatever, then like you are you will, be abundant. you will be abundant and like you won't have, you know, mental health issues or you won't be sad or whatever. And you so like sad. you won't have troubles, like you will be provided for. Yes. And so there's you know what, there's this like crazy part of me sometimes that is like oh my god like were they right you know what i mean like if if i'm yeah. like have you know i've been in like this funny place in my life for the past like probably year or so um and you know just like living out here as a millennial doing the hustle like whatever like it's just hard um and you know anxiety producing and all those things yeah and like when my depression flares up like you know sometimes i'm like oh shit like like this like scary scared part of me is like were they right like is you know um am i getting like Mm -hmm. what i quote unquote deserve for being yeah gay and slutty and whatever else you know what i mean Mm -hmm. um but i i mean you know on good days i don't believe that's true but it just it just like kind of goes to show like how um how deep some of that shit goes and like how it's like being in recovery <laughs> like you just yeah, have to keep you just have to keep telling yourself the other narrative you know yeah i tell i say this to like a couple of um people that i coach is like hmm. like when you like it, it is retraining your mind oh, in the yeah. biggest way and then also like when you have those moments of holy shit am i wrong like mm. was were they are they right mm. like my and so and then it's just like I, I think there's like a, a two parts of like saying the truth of like 
what we feel and what we actually like experience of God. And mm-hmm. then the other part of that of also releasing and saying, yeah, I could be wrong, but mm-hmm. then so could they. Like that's the other yeah thing that they could be wrong too. And that's always like been my comfort. Hmm. It's just like, yeah, I could be wrong. And if I, if I am like, I don't think that Jesus would be too mad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, cause really it's, it's not that big a deal. The other thing mm-hmm. that also like bugs the shit out of me is like some of my old friends from my past. I'm just like, I was like, I'm like, so you're telling me that if I'm gay, I'm not saved. No, no, no. I'm not saying that. I said, so it's not a salvation issue for you. No, no, no. I just think that there's something better for you. I'm just like, okay, well then if it's not a salvation issue, then like I'm a technically <laughs> like, yeah. So, so I'm just like a sinner like everybody else. So it really doesn't matter because it's covered by grace or whatever. So cool. Right. Uh, but it, th- they never were able to square that paradox. I'm just like, yeah. it doesn't work because your theology sucks. But Oh, man. But you know what? I lived every inch of that paradox for a long oh, time. 100%. I mean, the, I mean, like, I'm sure you did, too. But, like, it, you know, you can, you can just do so many gymnastics around all of that right like for you know like i live i live for a long time and like well it's like just not god's best you know like world Mm -hmm. for a while and then like well you know the the world has fallen so sure there are going to be gay people (laughs) 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 meanwhile like like i'm definitely part of like god's glory bitch so like yeah get over it um, like literally like i'm going to be there with every tongue driving nation yes especially the tongues you know what i'm saying anyways <laughs> <laughs> sorry i hate yes. myself a little bit but i don't um no, no, no. But you are free free to be thank you, you thank you um yeah anyways i don't know where i was going with that but uh oh, no. yeah but just yeah just i you know i have i i think because i was in that like navigating that paradox for so long I do have like an annoying amount of empathy for folks who are like in the process you know Mm -hmm. um and I think you know I think the question like both kinds of questioning like questioning your sexuality questioning your beliefs about sexuality like are Mm -hmm. really important like I, I I kind of mistrust folks who didn't go through a rough weird middle patch yeah um Cause I'm just like, okay, so you just like overnight switched your beliefs, easy pleasy, cool, good talk, mm-hmm. and I just, just, like, just feel it was just like normal for you. I was just like, how did you do that? Yeah, yeah, that's weird. It is so. like, it's also very interesting to me. It's not that I don't trust people who like. Because, you know, we all we have those couple of friends who are just like, yeah, I grew up in a supportive environment. It never was, like, a question for me. Sure. Yeah. And I don't know, like, there's some days that I feel envious of that. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I wonder what how my life would be different if mm-hmm. I was able to just, like, be gay in high school. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't know if I'd still be a Christian if I, like, was gay in high school. Oh, interesting. I yeah. wonder about that because, like... The reason, like, I'm a Christian, I'm I'm gay now because I'm a Christian. Or I'm queer now or whatever I am, whoever she is. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, cool. so also, this is something I yeah. am working on trying to, like, put language to. It's a bisexual yeah. question thing. Yes, um, great. So I, 
had a very, very clear moment where I realized that I was more bisexual than I thought I ever could be. Yes, because everybody and is bi. Sorry. <laughs> listen, I'm on the same boat, if I'm being honest. I'm like, somehow, Great. I don't know how it works, but I just know that it's a universal truth. Just everyone. I'm, my girlfriend hates it when I say that, but that's okay. Um, but um, yeah, sorry, not to interrupt. This is very exciting. Yeah, I am. Um, but like, so I was uh, at a thing in Nashville and we were at this after party and mm-hmm. uh it was this guy who was hanging out with during this little gathering mm-hmm. uh says uh my sometimes on and off girlfriend's gonna be at the after party so just like be nice to her I'm like yeah of course and like he's straight as an arrow and so hot so of course I'm flirting with him because <laughs> um, straight men quote unquote straight men love when <sighs> the gays flirt with them man I love um, flirting with straight women I just want to I'm just here to confuse your sexuality you know what I mean uh, absolutely and that's what i think i did for him because Mm -hmm. uh because sometimes on and off girlfriend was there and Mm -hmm. we're all having a good time and i look at her and like make little kissy lips at her because i'm drunk and being silly (laughs) and then she leans in and starts making out with me and i'm like wow this is enjoyable Mm -hmm. and i didn't think it would be uh, it was very soft like just Mm -hmm. ladies are so soft and i'm like yeah i didn't know that that was a thing Mm -hmm. because i definitely prefer like i love stubble and shit Mm -hmm. like that and um and then i jokingly said i was like so guys threesome and she said yeah it could be down and i was like <laughs> what and then looked at bray uh sorry i can't say his name on the air so edit that out later kevin but um but looks at the boyfriend and says uh well he looked at the boyfriend and pauses for a second and he goes well yeah i could be down too and i was oh. like oh my god if this happens i will yes. like i'm amazing and <laughs> I love that response. Great. <laughs> if this happens, I'm amazing. That was that's like the eight in me, like the very egocentric eight, just like, yeah, you fucking did it, man. Um but like okay. so like we talked for like a minute and so like listen, I can be so, like this is how I know that like I'm so like gender fluid and queer. It's like I know that I'm a lady sometimes, but I'm such a dude. Like um that's amazing but like we talk about it for a couple minutes and then the guy ultimately decides that he is not interested but the thing i noted from that is like while i was like sussing out whether Mm. like we were gonna have sex i was like could i have sex with this woman i said could i perform oral on her i was like i think i could that's just more just like could i you know would i would i find pleasure in having penetrative vaginal sex i'm just like i don't see why i wouldn't Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So, like, I've never had sex with a woman before, but, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, one of those things where I, I realized, I was, like, and then I started thinking about some of my female friends in my life. I was just, like, would I have sex with them? Like. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and it was just, like, yeah, I could. That'd be fun. Yeah. And so Man, it was just a what real. A, what a moment for you. Yeah. And so I drove, and, like, it hit me, like, as I was driving home from Nashville. Mm-hmm. And I was, like. That's bi- that, that is clear bisexuality right there. <laughs> I said, we have I, it. We have hit it on the head. It's just like, we you, found you, it. Attracted, you attracted to girls and boys, you, you're bi. <laughs> and so, there it was go. very. Welcome to the club. It's a really fun time. We have yeah, lots of friends. Yeah. Um, I, and I think yeah. just, I've just become, been becoming more confident in saying hmm. that I can identify as bi because that's what it is. Wow. Like, yes, I'm queer. Yes, I am, you know, gay. Yes, I am also gender fluid and whatever that means. Yeah. Gender's weird. So, what is gender? That's like 
Who can say? I keep coming back to it. I'm just like, time. yeah. But yeah, so like, I feel like I want to start wow. identifying as bisexual because oh my it goodness. makes sense. How does that, like, how do you feel about that? It feels nice. Like, yeah. it feels good. For a long time, like, it didn't feel, like, it was just like, oh, it's such like a clinical, I said it was like clinical. I'm just like, mm. uh, well, you know, lots of things are clinical, so. Yeah. Um, you know, but I can, I can relate to that, though, because that sense of, like, I don't have a love for the word bisexual like I do the word queer. Like, I, yeah. I just, like, love the way the word sounds. I love that it's, like, you know, transgressive and all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do, I mean, the reason why I use bisexual is for, like, visibility. Like, in mm-hmm. both spaces, both, like, whatever, straight space and queer space. Um so like I don't know, it's nothing, nothing like big there except that I, I also have that same hesitation sometimes. Yeah, um, wishing that there was. You know what? I th- I think also like, I just realized this. Like, I'm so uh, there's so much baggage around the word homosexual, right? Yeah. Or I think or in like homosexuality, like in the church and whatever. There's a part of me that somehow attaches that to like the word bisexual, like as if, mm. I don't know if that makes sense, but like, no, no, no. I think I get what you're saying. It's just like, because there's so much like stigma attached to like homosexual and bisexual and there's like the very like clinical terms of it. But queer yeah. was, I feel like for queer was the one that, that our community came up with or just mm-hmm. like kind of reclaimed for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so because it feels like the, that reclamation for me is the thing that really like, kind of gets me going and like get it's like mm-hmm. there's a power in it mm-hmm. um um and so like i like that one and there's also like this like interesting part of me too that we're like i've been thinking about the word um and i apologize uh like the f word is that is that triggering for you to no say? no go for it well like w- when i think about the word fag mm-hmm. um i'm just like as like an art statement mm-hmm. like i like because like I saw this tattoo that on Instagram that I'm obsessed with right now. And it's mm. basically it this poke and stick tattoo has a small little church. And then above it in Edwardian script, it says the word fag. And I said, Ooh. I saw that. I'm like, it was so edgy and so cool. And I'm like, that would be like, like say that I had that tattoo. Mm-hmm. Like, what would it be like for other people to see that and mm. say, I'm like, this is what people have called me. I'm just like, and you know what? That's what I am. That's here. Yeah. Like, here I am. Like, mm-hmm very much what you say that i am yeah but wow. i don't know it, it's just like it's a. I am that i am yeah i don't know <laughs> it's just like it gets me going like the power of words and language and like what can be reclaimed versus what can't be reclaimed or doesn't need to be reclaimed yeah yeah, yeah. I, I think that's a yeah it's just a very interesting thought yeah it's a whole that's a whole ass journey like well and you know what's um it's very individual and personal but also like you know you have to like there's a community around those words right like um and i you know like in all seriousness i do have to be careful of not like putting the label on bisexual of bisexual like on other folks who just don't want it even though i'm like i see your life (laughs) looks bi to me like you know (laughs) like what are you doing but like you know, for whatever reason, it doesn't, it's not the word that fits them. And, um, 
and just like you know I wouldn't want to like put a gender label or whatever on somebody like where it didn't fit them like I hope to not mm-hmm. you know do that but at the same time there's this whole visibility thing where like we're the majority mm-hmm. of the queer community right um but like the least out and like the mm-hmm. least likely to identify as bisexual mm-hmm. um and so it's just a whole give and take yeah weird so, but I'm, I'm cheering you on in a in identifying oh, that way so thanks. i'm excited it, it's great. new I'm, I'm trying to figure out like how to do it like more broadly and then yeah. also see how i can get a hold of one of those bisexual and still not into you shirts because <gasps> oh my god it's so good yeah, except i could never wear that shirt because i'm just into everybody so like who can say <laughs> Yeah. I'm like, I want to wear it because it's sassy, but it just feels like I'm lying. So I'm just like, I'm like, not going to wear it. I really, I am Ariana Grande so into you. <laughs> yes. Bicycle. Um, and yes, I am into every, literally everyone. That was my conversation with my friend Antonia Terrazas. You can find Antonia across social media at Antonia Terrazas. Um, it's spelled A-N-T-O-N-I-A-T-E-R-R-A-Z-A-S. Um, oh, I forgot to mention that she's also a graduate of Duke Divinity School, so she's like kind of a badass, just saying. <laughs> um, you can also check her out at Instagram.com slash out, which is just at out on Instagram. Um, Antonia, thank you so much for joining me. I really appreciated it. And we should definitely kiki again, girl. Bye. A Tiny Revolution is supported by 145 incredible humans on Patreon. And I'm sure you know the deal by now. Patreon is the easiest way for you to support the creatives in your life that are making the content that matters. So if this podcast was good for you, if it was something that was enriching, I would really appreciate uh, if you would consider becoming a sustaining partner because this stuff isn't free and I've got bills and I'm trying to make this my full-time gig. And even as little as one, two, three, four, five, ten, fifteen dollars a month, which will get you a t-shirt every quarter, mama. Um, you know, like it's a, it really does help. Every little bit really does help. So please consider becoming a supporting partner. If you haven't done it, like this is your challenge. Like we're getting to a place in our lives where we're going to need it. And, um, you know, maybe some things are going to be picking up. Maybe I've got some new things up my sleeve that I want to share with you, but you're not going to know unless you're a patron. So that's on you, baby. <laughs> Anyways, you can go to patreon.com slash the Kevin Garcia to learn more about that. And if you can't support the show financially, because I know that not everybody has the coins for that, you can always go leave a review on iTunes. Leave us five stars, give some good words. And honestly, it's super simple just to like give a kind word. It's the easiest way to get this podcast in front of other people. Additionally, follow me across social media at the Kevin Garcia and on YouTube. All that can be found at thekevingarcia.com as well as my ebook. I think there's everything. Wild Goose Festival, uh, Gloriously Queers next week. Make sure you get your tickets for those things. And um, yeah, until next time, go see your therapist, take your meds, drink some water, move your body, um, eat something delicious. I am actually eating some uh, some popcorn that I made myself right now. It's so yummy. <laughs> uh, I'll see y'all later. Thanks so much for listening to another episode of A Tiny Revolution. My name is Kevin Garcia. I'll see you next time. Bye.